history and our history. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Mystery in Our History podcast, where we take an in-depth look at all things urban legend and conspiracy theory related and how they came to be. I'm your host, J.R. Supa, and joining me as always is Chris Berry. This guy. Well, Chris and I have decided mutually that we are far enough removed from the Flat Earth series that we can finally talk about this week's (laughs) conspiracy topic, the moon landing, or lack thereof. Was it faked? Did we actually land on the moon? Or did Stanley Kubrick film it at Area 51? Well, let's dive in and we'll figure it out. Yeah, you may or may not be shocked at what we uncover here. I am reluctantly far enough removed from the flat earth. Just so we are aware. (laughs) Just very barely and reluctantly. Reluctantly. (laughs) This week truly has decided to not sponsor our podcast hey that's a that's truly a shame that you won't sponsor us but it's delicious and jr's drinking it anyway (laughs) (laughs) if they do sponsor us we just gotta pepper in the word truly into our podcast a million times followed by like a soundboard noise every time we say it (laughs) Just the, it's going to be truly and then just the uh, of a can opening. Oh, that'd be perfect. I'll get that. I can make that happen. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moon landing conspiracy theories claim that some or all elements of the Apollo program and the associated moon landings were hoaxes staged by NASA, possibly with the aid of other organizations. The most notable claim is that the six crude landings, 1969 to 1972, were faked and that Apollo 12 astronauts did not actually walk on the moon. Now, various groups and individuals have made claims since the mid-1970s that NASA and others knowingly misled the public into believing the landings happened by manufacturing, tampering with, or destroying evidence, including photos, telemetry tapes, radio and TV transmissions, and moon rock samples. Moon rocks! And I'm sure you all know from past examples uh, that when you destroy evidence, that's an immense of innocence. Um, You just destroy the evidence because you're so innocent and have absolutely nothing at all to hide, and that evidence only further proves that you don't really need it around. So just destroy it. A la Jeffrey Epstein's murder slash suicide. (laughs) Yep, he, it was it. It was an honest mistake, y'all. Don't look. We That's destroyed right. the evidence. And if you're wondering or would like to hear more about the Jeffrey Epstein murder slash suicide, feel free to listen to episode 21. And it's not going to be there. It's going to be at, oh. it's at the end. We do the the ending. Um, but you know, any <laughs> you can just click on it anywhere on iTunes, SoundCloud, in, in or in the description YouTube. below. Yeah, exactly. We'll put it in the description. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Much third-party evidence for the landings exists, and detailed rebuttals to the hoax claims have been made. Since the late 2000s, high-definition photos taken by the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, or LRO, 
of the Apollo landing sites have captured the lander modules and the tracks left by the astronauts. In 2012, images were released showing five of the six Apollo missions, American flags, erected on the moon still standing. It, the exception is that of Apollo 11, which has lain on the, moon, the lunar surface since being accidentally blown over by the takeoff rocket's exhaust. Side note, I Idiots. just want you to know how much discipline it took me to not interrupt you when you said LRO to say to not confuse it with LFO. Mm-hmm. The, the people that sing that the disgusting well, summertime. They like song. girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Yep. They would take them repeat- if they had one wish. Because they think it's fine when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. For the summer. (laughs) God, it's such a bad song. It's a great song. Are you kidding me? LFO Uh, is the greatest song of the friggin' 90s or early 2000s or whenever that song came out. I don't care. They're the greatest. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Also, Also, this is going to be an episode that can't be monetized because I'm playing LFO at the end of this on the way out. Okay, fine. That's fine. I'll I'll be extra raunchy. No, um, but also Apollo Eleven, like that's exactly what they want you to think, right? That's what a cover up would want you. You know, Apollo Eleven never made it to the moon, but you know, that's that's the trick. We'll get that's there, the trick. Captain. You knock jumps over ahead, the other flags. Okay, why don't you just relax? You just knock you just knock over the flags every right? every goddamn episode. Just wait until we get there. I can't do it. It's too hard. Cons- uh, conspiracists. <laughs> have managed to sustain public interest in their theories for more than 40 years, despite the rebuttals and third-party evidence. Opinion polls taken in various locations have shown that between 6 and 20% of Americans... I feel like that's way too broad. Yeah, Yeah, broad. 25% of Britons and 28% of Russians. Why can't we just get a percentage like the other two countries? Between 6 and 20. Yeah, right. Uh, Anyway... All of these uh, percentages surveyed believe that the crude landings were faked. Yep, and I I fit right in that six to twenty percent there of Americans on 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 the sole fact that there's just too many holes in the story and the fact that we've never gone back in a more advanced age. Things that Chris said on his wedding night. Too many holes. Too many holes. It's too many. It's too many. Well, what are the origins of this conspiracy theory? That's why we're here. An early and influential book about the subject of a moon landing conspiracy titled We Never Went to the Moon, America's $30 Billion Swindle, was self-published in 1976 by Bill Casing, a former U.S. Navy officer with a Bachelor's of Arts in English. Despite having no knowledge of rockets or technical writing, Casing was hired as a senior technical writer in 1956 by Rocketdyne, the company that built the F-1 engines used on the Saturn V rocket. He served as head of the technical publications unit at the company's propulsion field laboratory until 1963. Yes, it is a laboratory. I just wanted to say laboratory. The many allegations in Casing's book effectively began discussion of the moon landings being faked. The book claims that the chance of a successful crude landing on the moon was calculated to be 0.0017%. And that despite close monitoring 
by the USSR, it would have never, I'm sorry, it would have been easier for NASA to fake the moon landings than to actually go there. Yeah. Hey, man, checks out. I mean, the space race was a big deal in the 60s. Uh, many things were at stake back then, and we're America. We had to be number one, right? Mm-hmm. So, And I they mean, fucked us happens, with Sputnik. Right, right. But what happens when you have no way to actually do what you said you're going to do? You, you do just it anyway. It. You fake it. That's right. Well, in 1980... Mm-hmm. Our close personal friends at the Flat Earth Society <laughs> accused, yes, accused NASA of faking the landings, arguing that they were staged by Hollywood with Walt Disney sponsorship. Because, never mind. Uh, based on a script by Arthur C. Clarke and directed by Stanley Kubrick. I was going to make an anti-Semitism joke there, but it just wasn't worth it. Yeah, this is against best interest. <laughs> also, that's a that's a lot. That's a whole lot of like line connecting that doesn't really add up. But you have my interest here. Well, here we go. <laughs> Folklorist Linda Digg suggests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a D E apostrophe G H Digg Digg suggests that writer director Peter Hyams film. Capricorn 1, 1978, which shows a hoaxed journey to Mars in a spacecraft that looks identical to the Apollo craft, might have been a boost to the hoax theory's popularity in the post-Vietnam War era. Dig seems sees a parallel with other attitudes during the post-Watergate era. If she's a flat earther, I'm going to make fun of her. Like this is that's fair. Established. That's allowed. Um, Sorry, Dig sees a parallel with other attitudes during post-Watergate era when the American public were inclined to distrust official accounts. Dig writes, The mass media catapult these half-truths into a kind of twilight zone where people can make their guesses sounds as truths. Mass media have a terrible impact on the people who lacked guidance. However, I don't disagree with that, but she's a flat earther, so screw her. In Mm -hmm. A Man on the Moon, first published in 1994... Andrew Chaikin mentions that at the time of Apollo 8's lunar orbit mission in December of 1968, similar conspiracy theories and ideas were already in circulation. Yeah, it's crazy to me, too, that, like, that kind of stuff was happening back then, too. Because we're still... I mean, we're still in a time where it's, like, even... I, I... This, I don't... I don't... I take that with a grain of salt because we're in the middle of the Cold War. So, of course, there's conspiracy theories. It's sure. all about propaganda. It's all about sure. saying, oh, my God, the United States can't actually do that. And you have Russian spies that are planted here do- saying that shit. Right, if the Cold right. War was actually the Cold War. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, even now, you know, with, like, social media, I would say, you know, like, any turd with a soapbox can get a following and just spread rumors like wildfire. You mean and, Linda you know, Dirk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they'll they'll lie and and twist the truth as much as they need to to get us thinking and saying what we shouldn't be. You ain't wrong. But what they want. Even so. as late as 2001, the Fox Television Network documentary Conspiracy Theory Did We Land on the Moon claimed NASA faked the first landing in 1969 to win the space race. I actually remember that documentary. And we showed a clip from that documentary during the Flat Earth series. But I remember that documentary on Fox. I watched it. Did you? Yes. Hell yeah. I I remember it. 
it's good to hear that good old reliable Fox isn't pulling any punches then. Yeah. Yeah. Also, heavy heavy quotes on good old reliable. <laughs> heavy quotes. Fox. Heavy quotes. Now, after Kasich, moon landing conspiracists include in no particular order, but possibly alphabetically. Marcus Allen, British publisher of Nexus, who said photographs of the lander would not prove that the United States put men on the moon and, quote, getting to the moon really isn't much of a problem. The Russians did that in 1959. The big problem is getting people there, end quote. He suggests that NASA sent robot missions because radiation levels in outer space would be deadly. Yeah, and that's still my biggest argument to the moon landing today is that the Van Allen belt has always been... Uh, and always will be a hard or impassable obstacle in space exploration. I mean, we're still struggling with it. But to to me, to say that we had the technology back in the 60s and can't recreate it today, like, I don't know. It's just kind of like a, hmm, say it with me, y'all. Bullshit. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. Yeah, like it's, I don't know, man. That's that's my biggest gripe with the moon landing. No, it makes it makes sense. and And I'm glad we're talking about it now, but... Because this is actually not jumping ahead, because this is one of the things that I didn't mention later on that I essentially kind of left out and forgot about. Um, but yeah, the, that the radiation in outer space like was such a huge thing. And they're like, no, 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 we, we figured that out. Don't worry about it. And now like we haven't been back to the moon because we lost the technology. Right. How do and you lose technology, technology from the 70s? Right. It was so big. You can't lose it. Like, and now, now we have good computers that fit in our pocket. You know, well, it's just I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard for me to get past at, that. One. Like the computers that fit in our pocket can do the calculations for that technology. So how did you lose mm-hmm. that technology? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's insane. That's a little. That's a you know an aside, but that's come the come on. Like seriously, come yeah. on. William L. Bryan. A nuclear engineer who self-published a book. A lot of self-published people. I should self-publish a book. <laughs> yeah, right? Anyway, self-published a book in 1982, Moongate, Suppressed Findings of the U.S. Space Program, in which he disputes the moon's surface gravity. I mean, I guess a valid thing to dispute, although I don't know much about gravity on the moon. So I we'll guess get I into don't that know. later. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, anything that's other... one of the big, like, this is why it's a hoax thing. Yeah, well, so we'll, we'll get that, into it. Right. Well, just like knowing what NASA wants me to know is my biggest problem too, right? It's just like yeah. everything we know comes from them. Mm, true story. And Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. James H. Fetzer, American conspiracy theorist and retired philosophy professor. On May 2nd, 2013, Dr. Fetzer was interviewed by Dr. Sterling Harwood, Fetzer defended his conspiracist views that all six lunar landings were hoaxes. <laughs> it wasn't much on him, huh? Uh, I'm curious what he argued. Wikipedia is just giving you skin and bones at just, this point. Yeah, just bare bones on this one. <laughs> <laughs> These are just theorists. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. David Groves works for Quantech Image Processing. He examined the photo of Aldrin emerging from the lander and said he can pinpoint when a spotlight was used using the focal length of the camera's lens and an actual boot. He allegedly calculated using ray tracing that the spotlight is between 24 and 36 centimeters, uh, 9.4 and 14.2 inches, Chris. 
to the right of the camera. This matches with the sunlit part of Armstrong's spacesuit. Yeah. Now this guy fucks. And he fucks with science. Um, so this is this is the stuff that makes me think. Uh, and it's just kind of weird because it's like, how do you explain that away? Like, where yeah. does that light source come from, if not from a light? Mm-hmm. Bear with me here. Mm-hmm. I'm Philippe Leroux, I believe is how it's pronounced. French author of uh, something. Lumere sur la lune, I think. You got this. An English language <laughs> edition of said book was published in 2003, titled Moon Landings Did NASA Lie. He said that astronauts did land on the moon, but to stop other states from benefiting from scientific information in the real photos, NASA published fake images. Now, now that's an interesting idea, huh? Like, the landings are real, but the pictures are fake, so we can mislead the rest of the world and get the full scoop of the moon before any other nation. Mm-hmm. They say you, know information... what happens, you know what happens if we don't do that? Moon Nazis. That's true. And they say information is the most powerful weapon in war. And we were indeed in a cold war at the time. It was very, very cold. (laughs) All right. Bear with me again. We have more foreign names to pronounce. Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. Yuri Ignatovich Mukin, Russian opposition politician, publicist, and author of the book anti-Apollon moonlight scam U.S. in which he denies all moon landing evidence and accuses the United States government of plundering the money paid by the American taxpayers for the moon program. He also claims the Central Committee of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union and some Soviet scientists helped NASA fake the landings. I call bullshit on the whole thing because he's Russian and this was a Cold War and I don't like it. That's fair. Now this guy sounds like my man though. Big evil NASA <laughs> funneling taxpayer money into other things we don't know about and putting up the smoke and mirrors to appease the public. I forget, I like it. I forget you hate NASA. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing. I like the idea, but, you know, like someone would have blown the whistle at this point, right? Like, that's what I think. But, however, how do you explain that we haven't seen squat in terms of advancement in the past really like 30 or 40 years when it comes to space exploration, mm. the last biggest news article I could find was somebody wrote a code that shows you a projected image of something in space, the black hole, right? Like that was that was like the last big thing I heard from NASA. And like, yeah, eh, like it's impressive, think, but like I think the last big thing we've done as a country with NASA was Saturn. Yeah. The thing that the was orbiting by. Saturn that, like, I just punched my mic, sorry. Yeah. They um, took the, the pictures and... Yeah, and, like, was yeah. was taking pictures of the ring and the surface and then just kind of crash-landed on Saturn. Yeah. And that was all she wrote. But, yeah, I've seen this theory before, uh, but nothing with real solid evidence behind it. Just a lot of coincidences. Yeah. But I have my, I have my eyes on you, NASA, all right? <laughs> Chris Berry is watching you, NASA. I am... David S. Percy. TV producer. He is co-author along with Mary Bennett of Dark Moon, Apollo, and the Whistleblowers and co-producer of What Happened on the Moon. He is the main proponent of the Whistleblower Accusation, 
arguing that mistakes in the NASA photos are so obvious that they are evidence that insiders are trying to blow the whistle on the hoax by knowingly adding mistakes that they know will be seen. Most of his allegations of photographic anomalies have been refuted by Doug Millard of the Science Museum in London. I'd, I'd like to hear what Percy has to say and what Millard has to refute the accusations. Um, I mean, I'll I see mean, if I can. I, I'll see if I can look up something by them, and if I can find it, I will. I'll post it in the uh, the links that are in the um, description. Cool. I mean, because I've definitely seen the NASA lander photos, right? And mm-hmm. they're just absolutely janky and terrible looking. Uh, it literally looks like cardboard and paper. Right. Captain and jumps ahead. Oh, oh, we'll get oh, there. We'll right. get there. God, it's not a good look. <laughs> You're the fucking worst. It's not a good look, y'all. Stanislav Pokrovsky. Russian general, director of scientific manufacturing enterprise project DMSK, who calculated that the real speed of the Saturn V rocket at S-IC staging time was only half of what was claimed. His analysis appears to assume that the solid rocket plumes from the fuselage and retro rockets on the two stages came to an instant halt in the surrounding air so they can be used to estimate the velocity of the rocket. He ignored high-altitude winds and the altitude at staging, 67 kilometers, where air is about one ten-thousandth as dense as at sea level, and claimed that only a loop around the moon was possible, not a crude landing on the moon with return to Earth. He also allegedly found the reason for this, problems with the Inconel super alloy used in the F1 engine. I mean, if you're ignoring a lot of science to prove your yeah. claim, you're pretty much flat Earth. That's fair. I mean, this quippet sounds like a bunch of science jargon that I don't understand. So I'll just take it at face value and just say, I believe he did the math. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> Alexander Ivanovich Popov, <laughs> Russian author of the book. The Americans on the Moon, the Great Breakthrough, 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 the Great Breakthrough or Cosmic Scam, in which he claims to prove that Saturn V was in fact a camouflage Saturn IB, and denies all moon landing evidence. So I mean, that's a second uh, accusation, almost. Yeah. Um, could be an interesting read, but I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Not not my not my type of late reading, that's for sure. That's fair. Bart Sibrel, a filmmaker, produced and directed four films for his company, AFTH LLC, including a 2001 film, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, examining the evidence of a hoax. The arguments that Sibrel puts forward in his films have been debunked by many sources, including Svector Studios' five-part video series Lunar Legacy, which disproves the documentary's main arguments. That the Apollo crew faked their distance from Earth while in low Earth orbit. Sebrel has said that the effect on the shot covered in his film was made through the use of a transparency of the Earth. Some parts of the original footage, according to Sebrel, were not able to be included on the official releases for the media. On such allegedly censored parts, the correlation between Earth and Moon phases can be clearly confirmed, refuting Sebrel's claim that these shots were faked. On September 9th, 2002, Sebrel was punched in the face by Buzz Aldrin after Sebrel confronted Aldrin with his theories and accused the former astronaut of being, quote, a coward and a liar and a thief. 
The Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office refused to file charges against Aldrin, saying that he had been provoked by Cedril. Cedril, sorry. I don't care what you think about the moon landing. Buzz Aldrin is the man. Mm -hmm. And that guy deserved to be punched in the face. Oh, 100%. That's something we can't agree on right there. Like, Cedril absolutely deserved it. Because here's the thing is, he went full Alex Jones on someone. And you never go full Alex Jones on someone when you think they pulled off a hoax. Not it's when the they are standing in front of you. Right. Well, it's the equivalent of that, that jack-off from uh, the Pizzagate, right? Where yep. he just shows up with a gun and being like, I'm investigating this place with my rifle. You don't do that. That's not how you do things. <laughs> like, You can believe all you want that you're right. However, I'm to confront someone in... place with my rifle. Yeah. <laughs> like, to confront someone in public and call them out like that and call him a liar you're just looking to get punched especially yeah. when you do it to someone old school like aldrin and i want to be clear like i don't think aldrin's in the right either but i don't blame him for socking one to this asswife's face at all no not really yeah. like I, I mean you talk shit you get hit like that's yep. just kind of how it is right exactly last guy jay weedner author and interviewee about the moon conspiracy theory in the documentary film Room 237, 2012. In this film, he repeatedly states that he does not necessarily doubt that America landed men on the moon, even though he thinks there was a conspiracy with Stanley Kubrick to fake the lunar landing footage. Yeah, I mean, that might be the most reasonable argument yet. I mm -hmm. mean, the moon landing wasn't a hoax, but the footage is. I, I, I can get behind that, I guess. All right, so clearly there are a lot of people out there that believe the lunar landing was a hoax. So let's take a look at some of the footage that leads people to challenge the moon landing. We, of course, for this, will turn to our friends at the Flat Earth Society for assistance by using their lad. wiki. Huh? I said you're a mad lad. Why would you go back to these? Oh, no. Jokers? We're going we're gonna to use their wiki to help navigate <laughs> these claims. The page of their wiki titled The Conspiracy is all about NASA being a hoax. But we, for this particular podcast, will focus okay. on their links about the moon landing at this time. Oh, boy. Here we go. If it's anything like the last time, the links will prove that the Earth is flat. It's just going to be a big old nothing burger. Chris, I think you might be surprised by this one. Okay. Here we go. All right. Link one. How they did it part one. NASA's moon ball. Click the link. Error message. Wow. Wow. Okay. Right out the gate with this shit, huh? <laughs> Perfect. Link number two. <laughs> okay. How they did it part two the desert moon <laughs> click the link error message wow what a shocker yep jesus christ okay link number three what happened on the moon a documentary uh, click the out. link page doesn't exist obviously just like the moon landing got him. correct doctor link sorry link number four dr david groves photography analysis 10 minute youtube video link is in the description not watching it now Oh, Plus, well, we also covered helpful. this in Flat Earth. That's fair. Link number five. The Apollo sun is a stage light. Click the link. Weird website wants me to download Flash Player. I have a Mac. Not going to do it. Oh, well, Mr. Elitist Mac user over here. Look out, everyone. Dude, F them. Flash Player is obsolete. Even Google isn't using it anymore. <laughs> 
how angry you got about Flash Player. Because <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Every goddamn day. We need to install an update on your computer. Can we please install an update on your computer? Yeah, no, right. F you. And then you want to install bars? And, no, fuck you. I don't care. Um, <laughs> next link. Rooster Tales from the Lunar Rover. Mm, okay. Click the link. YouTube video unavailable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Helpful. Yep. Next link. Thomas Barron silenced for attempting to expose the truth that we actually covered in the Flat Earth series. So we're not doing it again. Yep. And that was still a big what the hell, like one of the biggest what the hells I've seen about NASA. Yes. And pretty much the only substantial evidence gained from Flat Earth in general. But moving on. Next link. NASA sends Neil and Buzz around to give foreign heads of state questionable moon rocks. Click the link. Sends you to the MSNBC homepage. Doesn't even connect you to an actual article. That's helpful. So they're either hiding or scrubbing articles. So that's good. Or Flat Earth is a bunch of idiots. Yeah, maybe What's that more too. likely? Yeah, they just, link, <laughs> they just link to the MSN. Yeah. We, right, saw, right it, to the we saw it on MSNBC, so you just go to that page. <laughs> go there and search it, guys. Idiots. If you're really right. committed. Exactly. <laughs> Next link. NASA, quote, loses 13,000 tapes from the Apollo mission. Click the link. It's an article from a site called Cron. I've never heard of them, but it's worth... It's, I'm sorry, it's a working link to a real website, so the link is in the description if you'd like to know more, but it's a little fishy that all these tapes just went missing. Just my Always opinion. fishy. As Always far fishy as when from a conspiracy missing. theory standpoint, pretty fishy. Yep. Every right. good conspiracy has missing tapes, man. Watergate, so, Epstein, 9-11, NASA, moon landing. Exactly. So that's red flag. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... One for Flat Earth, eight for everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Link number 10. NASA caught airbrushing pictures from the moon's surface. Click the link. YouTube video, not available. Okay, shocking. (laughs) (laughs) And link number 11. Apollo astronauts on wires. Click the link. It's a three-minute movie that actually works. The link is in the description. We're also, I believe, going to cover it in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, and it's an odd video. Um, I did watch it, and, uh, I mean, you could see what this guy's talking about and all that good stuff, but we'll talk about it later here. Yeah, and if we decide to play it, we would be playing it right now. Now. Astronauts moving in slow motion is another hallmark of the Apollo TV footage. There is no evidence at all of any astronaut making a leap or a jump anywhere near a height commensurate with one-sixth G possibilities. But if they were actually simulating EVAs on Earth, they would then need help with their bulky heavyweight suits and backpacks in order to achieve the visual effect of moving around easily in lunar gravity. So enter wire supports. This is a tried and tested way of relieving weight from performers or even flying an actor. Here is a sequence from one of our own productions. Excuse me, will I need a car? Relax, Chris. We're only making a short journey back to 1969, to the beginning of Unix. 
course, confirmation that wires were used is in the detail. Here in this Apollo 14 footage, you can see a ping, a momentary glint. And again, run slowly. And once more. There are other examples too. This one is from Apollo 17 during the flag scene. You can see the ping at the top of the frame. In this footage from Apollo 16, we have telltale evidence of a slightly floating or dangling effect at the jump salute location. It's as if the weight is being taken off the astronaut's feet just a second or so too soon. Compare that sequence with an obvious rehearsal rig. The dangling effect is very evident. And here again, from the same mission, Apollo 16, we have an astronaut who is about to get up. Let me give you a hand, he says. Look at it again. The astronaut is getting up with the wire taking the weight, relieving him of five-sixths of the Earth's gravity. A magic trick? No, just the help of a wireman. This is a slow-motion jump that would have been seen live on TV. And here it is at normal speed. The well-rehearsed, pre-recorded material was apparently slowed down by 50% when we saw it on TV. And yes, we've done the necessary work to establish that percentage. By the way, the Apollo 11 high camera examples are not isolated ones. Here's a picture of Albine of Apollo 12, also taken from too high a camera position. The camera is looking down on the subject, belying the reflection in the visor. Notice the horizon passing right through the center of the visor. There are further examples from Apollo 11 where the camera position is even higher than that in the classic shot. Here we see Aldrin standing by the LEM with the horizon not cutting through his visor at all, but passing above the height of his helmet, indicating that the camera position was even higher than that of the picture of Albine and the classic photograph itself. Some people have said perhaps they retouch the pictures to bring up the detail of the astronauts, but any retouching of images cannot apply to Apollo 11 pictures. We've examined a duplicate or copy of the roll of film from Magazine 40 that purports to come from Armstrong's camera. It's a roll with well over 100 coloured images. Retouched or publicity pictures cannot get into a continuous roll of film. So none of these images can have been retouched unless they've been collectively re-photographed onto a continuous roll under entirely different technical conditions than we've been led to believe. So what does Hasselblad have to say about this classic Aldrin picture? Does it look to Jan Lundberg as though the subject was lit? Yes, it, it seems like he's standing in the spotlight. <laughs> and I can't explain that. Uh, that, that escapes me. <laughs> Why? So, um, maybe you'll have to find Armstrong and ask him. Well, as usual, thank you, Flat Earth Society, for your stellar research on this topic. Yep, and uh, you can't thank them fully. You know, uh, 
what you're getting into by going back to them. So you really played yourself, JR. Yeah, no, it's my own fault. You're absolutely right. Also, get back to us, Flat Earth Society. Still nothing. Cowards. But now for information that was actually prepared by people who aren't completely useless wastes of air. The good stuff. Yes. Number one. There aren't any stars in the background. One detail doubters often point to is the background of many of the NASA photos. In pictures of the moon's landscapes, there aren't any stars in the sky. It just looks like a big black void of space. Since the moon has no atmosphere, shouldn't there be millions of stars dotting the background of these photos? If the landing was faked on a studio stage, did the photographers make a huge mistake and just forget to turn on the stars? I don't know, man. It seems like a big gotcha in my book. I mean, I could see stars outside my house looking through the Earth's atmosphere. So if you can't see them on the moon with no light pollution whatsoever, something's up, right? Well, unfortunately for conspiracy theorists, the nature of photography strikes down their argument. The light from the sun hitting the surface of the moon is too bright for any camera to capture something in the distance. It would wash out any light coming from distant stars in the sky. Even if you were standing on the surface of the moon yourself, you would have to block the landscape from your vision to see any notable points of light. This happens for the same reason that stars are harder to see in big cities than in a wide open field. There's a lot more light bouncing around from street lamps in the city so that stars are hidden from view. Your best bet to see the countless numbers of stars in space would be to travel to the dark side of the moon. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't I know if that's time. legit. Yeah. But I have a hard time it, it kind of makes sense. Um, but I'll take it because, again, even a big... I, I just... I, I'll take it. But I feel like in big cities, if you took a picture of me at... Uh, with like the night sky visible in the background wouldn't you see stars in the picture because this explanation says no you and i will go conduct this experiment we'll we'll go to the big city we'll we'll be there on a night where there's not a cloud in the sky and we can see if we can see stars and then we'll take pictures and see if we can see stars yeah why not and i urge anyone else listening to do the same and let us know exactly if you're if you're currently living in new york do it or any other major metropolitan area for that matter I know we got a couple fans out there in uh, Nebraska, I think. Nebraska? <laughs> <Oklahoma>. What's up? <laughs> Hell yeah. Last time I checked our analytics. <laughs> All right, number two. The Sea Rock. Not to be confirmed, confused with the C word. <laughs> one, of the mo- <laughs> one of the most famous photos shows a stray moon rock that appears to have the letter C written or stamped on it. This gives off the impression that most of the larger moon rocks seen in pictures from the moon landing are simply props. A set designer could have labeled this stray moon rock with a letter and accidentally left it turned over for the camera to see. Why would you do that? I don't know. Scientists and representatives from NASA claim the C is just a photographic glitch, a stray hair that found its way onto the developing process, or a hoax in itself. There's a possibility there's a possibility someone took the original untouched photo and added the C in afterwards. I yeah, I mean I guess. It's I, all this, this that this whole argument, thing is a little too convenient for me. Yeah. Also, I don't know. I just don't feel like this argument holds any water because you could find naturally occurring seas in nature everywhere. Mhm. You could find if you looked hard enough you could find a C in a tree. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I don't know. It, it doesn't hold a lot of water for me. Number three, 
different shadow lengths. Some people point out that some of the shadows given off by the astronauts are different in length, even though they might be standing close to each other. This might suggest that a faulty lighting system was set up on a stage somewhere, and NASA failed to notice any inconsistencies. Seems like a pretty fair point. Or feels like it anyway. Well, scientists argue that the photos were taken on rough, hilly landscapes, which are bound to produce all kinds of wacky shadow lines, no matter where okay. you stand. If you take a picture on a snow-covered hill, for instance, the same kind of effect will likely take place. Okay. And, I mean, that seems like a pretty fair rebuttal, but I feel like that's another thing that I could just kind of... Uh, test myself i live in a fairly snowy you, you live climate, in snow so. right now you yeah. live in snow <laughs> oh yeah yeah all right a joke. this one is is pretty funny for me mm-hmm. uh number four the american flag seems to flap in the breeze okay in video footage of the astronauts hoisting up the american flags and planting them in the ground a slight breeze appears to liven up the fabric the moon however shouldn't have such types of weather there isn't an atmosphere on the moon, so there isn't any airflow to blow around and ruffle the flags. Was the flag seen filmed in a drafty studio or outside? And if it were a hoax, where, well, I'm sorry, were the filmmakers just too lazy to redo the shot? Maybe. I mean, it seems like a, a fair point. Well, this rebuttal is what makes me laugh because I feel like they didn't even try. <laughs> okay. The flag was constructed specifically for the moon's surface. A taut wire runs through the fabric along its top, allowing it to stand erect like a windswept flag on Earth. Without the wire, the flag would droop like any other flag hanging in space. The astronauts simply caused the flapping themselves by struggling to plant the flagpole into the ground and bumping it around. I mean, I guess. I feel like it's almost too convenient of mm-hmm. an answer. That's what I'm saying. Like, that, oh, one the was the one, that one was the one that was like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. You guys are supposed to be very smart people. Yeah, you're not, you're not trying with that one, I feel. Right. All right, number five. Mm-hmm. We alluded to this before. Slow motion film and wires. That was yeah. the... Um, that was the, the question brought up by the or moon gravity speculation. Right. So some have pointed out the possibility that in order to create the effect of weak gravity on the moon, the astronauts were carried by thin wires and filmed jumping around. NASA then slowed down the film, according to the conspiracy theorists, in order to make it look like they were floating through the air. Doubters have gone far enough to construct their own wiring systems, film themselves, and slow down the footage to compare it to NASA's video. I mean, hey man, that's a good way to construct a theory in an experiment, though. Create the same right. variable that's in question and run tests. Uh, now, it's, it's respectable. Absolutely. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Just because you can recreate something in film does not prove that the thing you recreated didn't actually happen. Agreed. Agreed. I will I will 100% agree with that. It proves that it is plausible and possible to do it the way the Mm -hmm. conspiracy theorists think it was done but it does not mean that that's fact yep agreed okay scientists 
refute this claim because of the dust kicked around by the astronauts as they jump around the moon's surface. If NASA filmed the video on Earth, the dust would gather into clouds because of air in the atmosphere. Instead, the dust is kicked up and falls right back to the ground without collecting or floating around. NASA would have had to build an entire studio and suck all the air out to create a vacuum, something that would be incredibly difficult even by today's standards. Okay, so here's where I have a hard time with this answer that they're giving us. Um, again, I watched the, the video earlier, and when you watch it, um, basically, you'll see basically the moon dirt flies around or whatever in zero grav, but it almost acts exactly how sand would act when you're jumping around at the beach. The definition isn't clear enough to see if there's actually dust left behind because you've fair. seen those videos. They're yeah, extremely grainy. Sand doesn't really get dusty. Sand just falls to the ground. Right, right. So saying the scientists that refute this, you know, I, I can't say that they're wrong. I'm just saying it's clear as day that sand behaves identical as in this NASA video. Okay, so here's my thing. Um, we... The technology exists to simulate zero gravity. Right. Did it exist back then? I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah. But according to the conspiracy, mm -hmm. NASA was futzing around with a whole lot of money. Yeah. Right? A ton of money. So they had plenty of money to construct this if the technology existed. Right. So it's not really that far-fetched. Like, this implies that it would be incredibly difficult to create a vacuum. That's, that's not true. Like, right. you because, I mean, there's no doubt we possess the technology for the astronauts to survive in space. That is not right. up for debate. Right. So you throw that on them, you put them in a, in a chamber... And you suck the air out, and now you're in a vacuum. Yep. Jump around, right? Now, maybe they actually had, um, they could have had, like, magnets in their shoes or something. You know what I mean? Like a metal ground with magnets in their shoes. You jump with enough force, you because it's zero gravity, so you would just keep floating. But the magnets mm -hmm. pull you down. Right. Right. Just think about something. it. Something. Or, or just going back to it, just... Back to the wires. You know, you just have wires. But the wires won't work in zero gravity. Right. Well, you, that's what I'm saying. You don't even need to have zero grav. Right. I feel for that sand to act the same way. Fair enough. In this instance. That's just me. Yeah. All right. Last thing. Mm -hmm. The lunar lander, as Chris alluded to prior, it looks like a 10-year-old built it. Remember, in the Flat Earth series, we talked about the frailty of the lunar lander. It looks like it was built with shower curtain rods and shiny duct tape. It its appearance does make one wonder how something like that could survive the harshness of space when astronauts themselves were in thick, heavy spacesuits just to protect themselves. Yeah, man. I mean, the construction of the landers are definitely suspect. I feel like I don't even need to get into detail as to why. I mean, just 
if you're listening to this, just Google up a picture of the damn thing and look well, at it. It's on their screen now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Look at <laughs> look at the screen. Or go to our Insta. Take a look at it there. We're posting anything that I have pictures of, especially with all this stuff, the C Rock, everything. It's already been on the screen. Perfect. And yeah, it will be it on just, it, will, it will be on Netflix. It will be on Instagram. And oh, Don't do we have a Netflix, Netflix deal? No, 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 no. No, Shit. we do not. Yeah. I'm cutting that part out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the lunar lander is highly suspect. I agree. Yeah, that's. But what do we know? Right, we're just two schmucks with a podcast trying to entertain people. Well, I mean, not me. I'm a hundred percent certified internet historian. I certified myself. Oh. <laughs> that was that was the right reaction. <laughs> well, actually, the right reaction was. Huh? <laughs> I may just dub over mine with that great sound clip I have of you. <laughs> Too, too hot to podcast exactly but that is how we're going to wrap up this episode of the mystery in our history podcast um so thank you for listening and we will see you next time see you later ciao Deep in love, but now we ain't speaking. Michael J. Fox was Alex P. Keaton. When I met you, I said my name is Rich. You look like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I had one wish. But she's been gone since that summer. Since yeah. that summer. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you have any suggestions or topics for us to cover, email us at fourguysmedianetwork at gmail.com. If you're on the go, you can subscribe to our shows on iTunes. Be sure to check out our Patreon page, Four Guys Media Network, for access to exclusive content like minisodes and more. We have a lot of goals to hit, so we can keep improving and continue providing more content ad-free. So all of your donations are greatly appreciated. Make sure you subscribe to the Four Guys Media Network YouTube channel for all of our other projects by clicking the link on the right. And lastly, if you want to watch another episode, just click the link on the left. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.